Welcome back to Search the Scriptures. Great to be back with all of our listeners again today. This is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ right here in Omaha, Nebraska. And it's good to be back with you today to open up God's Word and read a little bit more, study a little bit farther, learn a little bit more, dig a little bit deeper, and grow in our faith. Faith comes by hearing the Word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. So our time together each day here on Search the Scriptures really is vital for the strength and development of our faith. I wish that more people would come to understand that. You know, there are people who they would like to have stronger faith. They wonder, how can I have stronger faith? Get into God's Word. That's the key. Again, faith comes by hearing the Word of God. It's not magical. It doesn't just somehow land upon you and, or drift over you and then settle, on, settle down in your head. And, and so some way through osmosis or whatever, it seeps into your brain, and now you've got faith. No, that's not the way it works. It's not something that God bestows upon some person and then withholds from somebody else. It's up to you to develop your faith in God. Get into his word, read, study. There's a reason the apostle Paul wrote in 2 Timothy 2 and verse 15, study or be diligent to present yourself approved to God, a worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth, God's word understanding it correctly and applying it properly and accurately. Well, we try to help you grow in your faith, stay strong in your faith through these lessons that we share together on Search the Scriptures. We want to encourage you, if you're in the Omaha area, come and check us out in person. Bible classes begin at 9.30 on Sunday morning, followed by worship at 10.30. Sunday evening, we come back together for another period of worship and Bible study. And then on Wednesday evenings, we meet at 6.30 each Wednesday evening for midweek Bible classes. Now, if you can't get out of the house, I understand some people can't do that. They're handicapped or, or you know, restrained in some way. Well, we'd love to send you a free Bible study through the mail. And it's free. All you have to do is contact us at Sunny Slope Church of Christ, 3606 North 108th Street, right here in Omaha, 68134. Or you can call us at 402-498-8397, 402-498-8397, and ask for the free Bible study. We'll send it to you through the mail. We encourage you, though. If you can, come and check us out. Get to know us. Let us get to know you. Study God's Word with us. Grow spiritually with us. Worship God with us right here at the Sunny Slope Church of Christ. Now, also, tell everybody you can about these programs and tell them also about our website, churchofchrist.com, churchofchrist.com. And while they're at that website, they can click in the podcast button and sign up for our podcasting. It's free. A whole lot more teaching will automatically go to their smart device, whether that's their phone or computer or laptop or pad or whatever device they choose. It'll go automatically every day to their device. And they can do a tremendous amount of Bible study through that resource material. So tell everybody you can, and take advantage of it yourself, churchofchrist.com. We're going to get back into our line of thought, and we're talking about five days of Jesus, five days of Jesus. And 
how I introduced this was I talked about a church hymn that I've been worshiping God through for many years now. Very, very beautiful, melodious song written by someone who really knew what they were doing, putting together music, you know. But we sing, we sing this a cappella to our, to our God, and it, it's entitled One Day. You might say, one day. Well, that, that could open up a direction going in different ways to talk about a particular day. What are you talking about by one day? Well, it's actually talking about five days of Jesus, but each one focused on as one day. Now, I read through the verses of that song last time as we closed the program, and I noted that each one of these five verses focuses on one day of Jesus. And then the chorus combines all five of those days together in the chorus line. Well, one day, I want us to look at the first day today. One day when heaven was filled with his praises, one day when sin was as black as could be, Jesus came forth to be born of a virgin, dwelt among men, my example is he. The first day of Jesus that we focus upon in this particular study is when he humbled himself and in conforming to the will of God, the Father, he left heaven and took human form, became a man to bring the gospel message of salvation to all of mankind and ultimately to go to that cross as the perfect sacrifice for the, pay, for the guilt of our sins. One day, Jesus left heaven. Five pivotal days, but this day, he left heaven to come to this earth to be born of a virgin and to serve as the Savior of mankind. I want us to look at Matthew chapter 1, beginning with verse 20. Joseph, the husband-to-be of Mary, he noticed, now they were betrothed. Now that was not quite the same as being married, but it was in preparation to be married. The commitment was already there. But Joseph noticed that his, that his wife-to-be, Mary, was expectant with child. And so naturally, thinking from a human and physical perspective, he thought she had been unfaithful to him. And so he was contemplating what to do, and he was thinking of, as the text says, putting her away. Now, that would be basically the equivalent of what we would call divorce today. Even though they weren't quite legally married, fully married, but they were betrothed, and there was the commitment there. So verse 20 says, But while he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take to you Mary, your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. And so the angel sent from God was reassuring Mary, uh, Joseph, you don't need to be concerned, alarmed, worried that your wife-to-be, Mary, has cheated on you, has been unfaithful to you. No, she's still that virgin that you took her to be as your future wife that which is conceived in her, that child which is within her, it was conceived through the Holy Spirit. God has blessed her in a special way. Now, 
verse 21 says, she will bring forth a son and you shall call his name Jesus. You shall call his name Jesus. And that name literally means savior for he will save his people from their sins. So all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet saying, behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. And this is the fulfillment of the prophet, the prophecy by Isaiah in Isaiah 7 and verse 14. Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. So the angel tells Joseph, don't be alarmed, don't be suspicious. The child within your wife-to-be, Mary, is from God through the Holy Spirit. And she shall bring forth the son. You shall call his name Jesus, literally Savior, for he will save his people. That's what he came for to be the Savior for his people, but just not just for the Israelites, but for all of mankind. He came to save them from their sins. What a great blessing upon that young couple, upon Mary, but also upon Joseph. Now, Jesus humbly gave up his position of equality with God so that he could become mankind. We might not fully grasp all that Jesus gave up and all that he did in order to come as our Savior. I'm afraid a lot of times, a lot of people, they just think, well, yeah, that's that's the Son of God. Yeah, that's deity. He did all. He became man. He became man. He lived in physical form. In fact, when you look at what the Hebrews writer wrote about him in Hebrews chapter 2, we look at the last few verses there, says, therefore, beginning with verse 17, therefore in all things he had to be made like his brethren that he might be a merciful and faithful high priest in things pertaining to God to make propitiation for the sins of the people. For in that he himself has suffered, being tempted, he is able to aid those who are tempted." able to aid those who are tempted. So he experienced what we experience in likeness as a human being while he was human here on this earth. And then in verse 14 of chapter 4, the Hebrews letter, seeing then that we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. Jesus experienced the difficulties, the challenges of being human while he was here upon this earth, just as we face and have to deal with. So he knows what we go through because he went through similar himself. Think what he gave up, though. God the Son in heaven. In Philippians chapter 2, beginning with verse 5, the Apostle Paul wrote this. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, 
who, being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God. And that's a difficult verse to really translate in a way that you, you feel, okay, yeah, I completely feel comfortable with that. I understand exactly what it's talking about. Another translation says something along the line, who did not consider equality with God a thing to be held on to. Now, the point is, Jesus stepped down, so to speak, from his place in the throne room in heaven with God, being equal with God, being God the Son, to become man. Verse 7 of Philippians chapter 2 goes on and says, and made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of men. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. Jesus did all of that for us. All of that for us. He did not have to do that. God did not have to send him to do that. God sent him out of love for us. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. John 3 and verse 16. God demonstrates his own love toward us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Jesus humbled himself even to the point of death. He surrendered his place of equality with God in heaven to become man. The Hebrews writer in Hebrews chapter 2 and verse 9 says, we see Jesus who is made a little lower than the angels for the suffering of death, crowned with glory and honor that he by the grace of God might taste death for everyone. Made a little lower than the angels? Yes, in that he became human. He became human. He took human form, lived as a man upon this earth. Jesus did that for you and for me. What a blessing. This first day of Jesus that's focused upon in this song. In 1 Peter chapter 2, beginning with verse 21, the apostle Peter wrote, For to this you were called, because Jesus Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that you should follow his steps, who committed no sin, nor was deceit found in his mouth. Now the text goes on and says, when he was reviled, did not revile in return. When he suffered, he did not threaten, but committed himself to him who judges righteously, who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree, that we, having died to sins, might live for righteousness, by whose stripes you were healed. Jesus, going back to Philippians chapter 2 again, think about what he gave up to become man so that he could serve as our Savior. Just incredible. Just incredible. What God sent him to do, God sending God the Son, God the Father sending God the Son to be that sacrifice for us. Is there anybody in the world for whom you would sacrifice the life of your son for that person? 
Now, you know, some of us might say, well, yeah, I've, I've been in positions in my life. Maybe I've been in the military. Maybe I have been in law enforcement. Maybe I have been in, the secure, in a security position where I would be willing to put my life on the line to save somebody under my charge or somebody who needs me as their support and protection, say, in a military position. But would you sacrifice your son for those same individuals? Would you send your son to his grave for those individuals? You see, God sent Jesus knowing ahead of time on purpose and with purpose to send him to that cross to die for you and for me the first day of Jesus. Well, what about the second day of Jesus? We come back to that song, verse 2. One day they led him up Calvary's mountain. One day they nailed him to die on the tree. Suffering anguish, despised and rejected, bearing our sins, my Redeemer is he. The second day of Jesus brought out in this song, he came, he was born of the virgin, he grew up as a young child, he became a man, and for about three to three and a half years, he carried the message of the gospel of salvation that God the Father sent him to bring to mankind. He proclaimed that message, but it was rejected by most of the people to whom he brought that message. Remember in in Matthew chapter 1, and we looked at verses 20 through 23, where the angel told Joseph, the legal father of Jesus, not the physical father, not the biological father, Jesus was born of a virgin, Mary. But Joseph would serve as his legal father upon this earth. And the angel told Joseph, your wife-to-be is going to bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, which literally means Savior, for he will save his people from their sins. Jesus came as the, in the, as the fulfillment of the prophesied Savior, going back through numerous Old Testament scriptures. Read Isaiah 53 sometime, and that's just one great text of messianic prophecy. But there were numerous Old Testament prophecies in Scripture of the coming Savior. Jesus came as that Savior, the fulfillment of those prophecies, and he fulfilled those prophecies in minute detail. But the very ones who should have been most ready for his coming, the vast, vast, vast majority of them rejected him as their Savior. In Luke chapter 23 and verse 33, we read this, Luke 23 and verse 33. Notice, and when they had come to the place called Calvary, they crucified him and the criminals, one on the right hand and the other on the left. 
not only did the Israelites, the Jews, the vast, vast, vast majority of them reject Jesus as the Savior, they instigated his crucifixion on that cross. Now, I know it was the Jewish leadership who really took the lead in that. But again, most of the Jewish people rejected Jesus as their Savior after he had come to fulfill that particular mission that had been prophesied in Old Testament Scripture numerous times. And they had been reading and studying and understanding supposedly, for hundreds and hundreds of years. When Peter, the apostle, was preaching on the day of Pentecost to the Jews gathered, the Jewish men gathered on that day in that particular place, listening to his, his sermon, we can understand. In verse 22 of Acts chapter 2, Peter said, Men of Israel, hear these words, Jesus of Nazareth, a man attested by God, to you by miracles, wonders, and signs, which God did through him in your midst, as you yourselves also know. Peter said, God sent Jesus as your Savior. God sent him as your Savior. And he showed that he was from God by the miracles and the signs that God did through him in your midst. And you know about those miracles and wonders and signs. Many of you here today saw them. And yet, verse 23 says, him being delivered by the determined purpose and foreknowledge of God, you have taken by lawless hands, have crucified and put to death. Now, that's the extent to which they rejected him. They rejected their Savior, but not just by disbelieving and not just by walking away from him, not just by stopping their ears from what he was teaching, but by putting him on that cross to die the physical death of execution and torture. We'll look at that second day of Jesus more closely next time. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your love for us that was exhibited in such an incredible way by sending your son to the cross to die for us because of our sin guilt. Help us to open our eyes to that wonderful sacrifice and blessing so that we can come to you through him for forgiveness and redemption and salvation. And help us to teach others about this blessing as well, Father. All to your glory. All to your glory. Please forgive us and hear a prayer. In Jesus' name, amen.